Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the views from Midstream podcast is in your ear holes. I am Rob Brown. The great one, Lonzo Wrightsell, is my co-host, my partner in crime. Every single pod. Do us a favor. If you have not done it already, share this around in your social media circles. We want to continue to grow the pod. Our listenership has been growing week by week, and we want to continue that. So if you like it, put us out there on Twitter, on the gram, on your Facebook, and invite your Panther-loving friends to jump in here and be a part of this with us. And of course, we invite you to interact with us on social media. At the Rob Brown Show, at Lonzo on Word, or you can find us on our station fan page at the Fan Upstate on Facebook. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, all year long, though, I feel like our 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 conversation, at least for me, from my end of it, has been centered around what draft picks the Carolina Panthers are working with next year, specifically their first round draft pick. Now. Courtesy of last week's results, we actually are still sitting at number five. It's not a bad spot to be in, right? It's not. Because on one hand, you're competing for the division. On the other hand, you got a top five draft pick. And you've got some other picks in your pocket that you could use to maybe move up a spot or two. Correct. Seven other picks in the back pocket right now, alongside with our first rounder. That is, again, as of right now, number five. I have found myself this week, and it's not to say I don't care about the draft because I do. NFL teams are built through the draft, in my opinion, right? Every now and then, a team will trade all the draft picks, bring in a bunch of vets, but that's pretty much what you do when you're coming to the end of a contending window. When it's time to rebuild, you, you stockpile draft picks and you build a young team around it. I obviously do care about the draft, but I'm kind of done talking about next year's draft right now. Right? Like, I'm kind of done talking about it, even with the top five pick, because of how much I still want to make a run at the division. Because I, I, I have gone from yo-yoing up and down from tank to compete to tank to compete. I am in full-blown compete mode right now, right? Regardless of whether New Orleans beats Tampa this weekend or not, I am in full-on compete mode right now. I was looking through, because I am a glutton for punishment, a number of message boards for the Panthers over the weekend. And after the NFL games on Sunday and Monday night's game, uh, I saw a 
billion threads from people going, okay, if we can't get CJ, if we can't get Bryce, if we can't get Will, who do we want? What position are we going with? And those are all fine conversations to have. I'm just right now very much tuned into, guys, we can make a playoff run. And if we gel enough to win the division, we're going to go into the into the, into the the NFC playoffs as a team nobody has paid any attention to, which can sometimes be a very dangerous team in the playoffs. I don't know if this warm, fuzzy feeling washing over me is optimism, Lonzo, but I like it. All right, so you're creeping me out a little bit over here. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you saw it, like, wash over me as you were speaking. Like Lonzo backed away from the microphone. Like, who are you? You're not Rob Brown. You're not the Rob Brown that I know. Uh, I... You found some joy. Good it's on you, weird. man. It, it, it I don't pop- like it. Well, you should. You should. You should like finding joy. There's nothing wrong with joy uh, and having expectations and having hopes and having dreams and all those kind of things. And all these are within grasp of the Carolina Panthers. They could actually achieve what you are hoping they achieve. They could win the division. Still, they could actually compete in the playoffs. I think that one's a little more far fetched. But winning the division definitely is a possibility. And worry about next year, next year. I mean, you know what the core of this team is. You know how good the offensive line has been. You know how good the defense is. You know how how good the running backs have been looking. So, I, I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of things to look forward to with the team. But I don't look at the draft yet. I'm, I'm not worried about the tanking. I'm not worried about the not tanking. I'm not worried about where we are in draft order. I'm... <clears throat> I'm like Steve Wilkes. I'm just looking at the next game, you know. Trust the process. Just looking at looking at looking at the Seattle Seahawks, and if if they can win that game, trust the process. I mean, like I said uh, on the pod earlier this week, that game, as far as I'm concerned, is a dictionary game. It's gonna define us. We are gonna know. Now, it's not to say next week's pod, or I guess two weeks from now's pod, when we come off that Seattle game on that Monday, I'm not going. All right, drive the tank again. But we go to the we go to Seattle and win that game. I think it's a defining game, and I think it's a a, a game that kind of provides us with a little bit of a revolution, man. I really do. Uh, take a quick, a couple of looks at other things. Quick shout out: Brian Burns, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, a three tackle, two sack, one force fumble turnover game. Brian Burns, as I have mentioned, remember. Go back to the shows leading up to the trade deadline. How many hot takes did we see about trade Brian Burns? Get a bunch of first-rounders for him. Send him to San Francisco. Send him to L.A. Get a bidding war going. Brian Burns is once again and consistently performing as one of the best NFC South defensive players, one of the best NFL defensive players overall, and my dude deserves a massive pat on the back for it. You know what? You uh, A couple weeks ago, right before that game, I still remember you saying Brian Burns living in Russell Wilson's dreams. Russell Wilson <laughs> still has the yips from seeing him come around the corner. For the record, <clears throat> uh, you would too. As would about 99% of Americans not named Lamar Jackson, I think. Dude is good. Uh, All right, let me throw another one up here. Here's a a little pat on the back and congratulations. J.J. Jansen, 
uh, back in 2009, was about a month into his first training camp with the Carolina Panthers as a long snapper out of the University of Notre Dame. And he was talking and telling a story to David Newton, the staff writer for ESPN who covers the Panthers, where he said that he called his wife and was ready to quit, right? It was hard. He thought he was going to get more more out of it. He was just ready to quit. He told Newton, quote, I don't remember her exact words, but it was basically like, you don't quit. Just keep powering through. You're going to do it. 200 21 games later, the next time the Panthers line up and play football against the Seattle Seahawks, Jansen is set to become the most tenured player in Carolina Panther history. 222 games will he have suited up in. It will be the Panthers record for the most games played in the silver and blue it would be John Casey that he edges out who of course played 16 seasons in Carolina to put that in perspective Newton list a few more guys who have a plus 200 game with one team record Green Bay's kicker Mason Crosby it feels like we've been watching Crosby kick for six decades with Green Bay yeah, when he takes his helmet off, you realize that he's been he's been he's there old. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty three games. The largest streak in NFL history is two hundred and seventy games played by Jim Marshall for the Minnesota Vikings. Jensen is thirty six years old, playing on the youngest roster in the NFL, a Carolina Panther team that averages twenty four point seven years of age per player. Uh, Newton writes that Shaq Thompson calls him grandpa. Why? John Casey was 39 when Jensen arrived at Carolina. John Casey is now 53 years old. In case you're just playing the numbers game in your head, a massive congratulations to JJ, the long snapper, who is about to become the most tenured Carolina Panther in franchise history. That's pretty dope. You know, and, and what a story. So it's 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 such a such a great story, the fact that he was ready to quit and he had uh you know someone who supported him in a way to encourage him to to go on another day and now he's been there that long. So if you're listening to this pod and you're thinking, you know what, I can't do this anymore, whatever you're doing in life, find yourself someone who will support you and do it one more day. And who knows, maybe you can have this kind of longevity in whatever you're thinking of leaving. Uh, and finally, before we get out of here for the day, what? I was, I was, I was just shrugging my shoulders. Oh, I liked it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The show, yeah. The shoulder roll going. We're good. I liked it. Okay. All right. Final one of the day. Well, two more stories out of the day. Maybe, uh, maybe three. You know maybe, what? Maybe we'll see. Seven, possibly eight. Hey, it's like wins. I'm really happy when we get a good one. I'm happy to roll up as many as we got. Uh, Pro Football Focus continues to track the electric development of one J.C. Horn. Check this out. Amongst cornerbacks across the entire NFL, with a minimum of 200 coverage sacks, J.C. Horn has allowed a total of 138 yards. That's the fewest in the league. He has allowed over 200 coverage snaps, four catches that turned into a first down. Four. 
that have turned into a first down. That is lowest in the league. And when targeting J.C. Horn, quarterbacks are passing at a 38.3 passer rating. That is the lowest passer rating against an individual player in the entire National Football League. We told you that dude, despite not having the INT numbers of a Gardner Jackson out of Philly or whatever, a sauce out of uh, sauce Gardner INT rate, J.C. Horn is, as of right now, the best cornerback in the National Football League. I said when he when he got drafted out of South Carolina, the dude had a chance to be good. I said after the rookie year that if he was able to stay healthy, he had a chance to be elite. Lonzo, he's healthy. He's played all but, what, two games so far this season? And as numbers go, the dude's the best cornerback in the National Football League right now. Yeah, he's amazing. You can't throw his way, and if you come his way, he's going to put a hit on you. So, I mean... He, he's not afraid to hit. He's not afraid to uh, to be on your best receiver and shut them down. Now, if the Panthers could find someone, you know, as good as he is, just think of how awesome that back that defensive backfield would be. Let's build around that guy, right? Let's let him be even more free in coverage. That would be terrifying. Okay, this one is for sure the last story, predominantly because we're just about out of time. Don't, don't count on it. I love this. All right. Let's celebrate for a minute the World Cup taking place right now in Qatar. I know you're going, how the hell is he going to work this into a Panthers story? Well, stay tuned because I got one for you. Uh, There has been, and I've noticed this because I go out uh, uh, like a lot to watch NFL games. There has been an increasing and impressive number of fans that are starting to go both directions as far as NFL fans recognizing you can love the NFL and American football and still love soccer and soccer fans who are starting to find their way over into the National Football League, especially as we start to see players bleed from one game into the other. You've also seen with the international games taking place in Mexico City, in London, in Munich, with more games coming in Frankfurt, in Berlin, et cetera, et cetera. I suspect at some point we will see a game in Japan in the next handful of years. There has been a massive growth in the game, uh, specifically in Europe. And I am very happy to see that the Carolina Panthers have decided to be on the forefront of that. How is that? The Panthers are joining forces with Eintracht Frankfurt, which is a German Bundesliga team. The Bundesliga is the highest level of professional soccer in Germany. What are they doing? Well, the Panthers are getting help from Eintracht Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. They're getting help to promote the Panthers across Germany and across Europe. And at the same time, they are going to be helping promote the Bundesliga and Frankfurt around the United States as well. It's a partnership to help grow the Panther fan base in Europe and to help grow Frankfurt's fan base here. Not only does that help, obviously, Charlotte FC by creating a pipeline that players can develop there and come here or develop here and go there and grow the American football game, but on top of that, you are also helping to promote the game uh, in Germany and across Europe. Why does that matter? 
because the Panthers are now going to be one of the premier teams in Europe because they are embracing that role. They are reaching out across the pond and spreading that love. In fact, a survey came out before the game in Germany about the favorite NFL franchise in European countries. You know who the number one franchise in London was? The Carolina Panthers. Part of that is because Tepper is pushing soccer very hard in the country, which I know disturbs a lot of Panthers fans. But when guys in Europe that are middle schoolers, high schoolers, as they develop, while it will always be, more than likely, a second-tier sport behind soccer in Europe, just like in America, as we're starting to see, despite soccer being a second-tier sport here, you're starting to see players kind of bleed into the game and realize, hey, I like soccer. I'm going to play even though it's not the American thing to do. In Europe, you're going to have a lot of players that are going to start bleeding over into American football. And you're going to see that sport start to turn up and get played at different levels outside of the NFL, which means just like with Australia, just like with Asia, there are a pipeline of potential future players down the line why not have them eyes on Carolina early in their development and continue to grow as potential, hey, I want to be a Panther when I make it to the league type guys. It'll never be as much as the college football system in America, but everything every little bit helps. And dadgummit, Lonzo, I got optimistic again. What am I doing? Rob just wanted to take the opportunity to say Bundesliga like three or four times. That's all that was. He just wanted to because it's a fun word to say. Uh, no, it's good to get bleed from wherever. It's good to uh, to get promotion in other countries. And uh, if we can get some good players out of it, great. Yeah, love it. Love it. Hey, U.S. in the World Cup knockout stage, baby. Let's go. You want to hear more about that? Tune in to the Rob Brown Show on Monday from 9 to noon free on the Odyssey app. But more importantly, be back here on Monday. It won't be a recap show. Why? We're on the bye. We're celebrating the Denver win for two weeks, y'all. But check back in. We will have developments from around the rest of the league and an update on the NFC South running order when we come back next week. Lonzo, any final words for the people? Time to move up by doing nothing. It's my favorite thing. Do nothing and be better off for it? I don't mind. I will do that all weekend long. See you guys back here on Monday for the next edition of the Views from Men Street Podcast. Have a great weekend, y'all. Keep pounding, baby!